I'm not doing good, I'm a straight mess. But God doing way more, way less. Uh, yeah, we all to the races. Yeah, I put a What up, what up, what up, odd family? Yo. This is, yo, Teddy, you excited? Man, I'm very excited. I really, I really. I don't know what else I'm to say. I'm super excited, man. <laughs> I just want to get going. It's about time. It's for, about time. For real, though. And for those of you that don't know, um, we've been working on this for a little bit. It's uh, the first episode of Odd Talks. Yes. But before we get into that, Teddy, um, have you seen this show called Alone? No, I have not, actually. Not at all. Okay, so Alone, for those of you that have not seen it, is um, it's a survival show. So for the most part, it's... They drop someone off in the middle of nowhere. They've been doing it on Vancouver Island. They drop you off. You can pick 10 items to take with you. And basically, you have to survive out there. Uh, no camera crew. It's not like one of those reality series. They bring 65 pounds of camera equipment, and they self-document their survival out oh, there. Nice. So it's almost like Naked and Afraid. but Almost like Naked and Afraid, but with no camera crew. And you bring 10 survival items. And these are survival okay. experts usually. Okay. Um, the reason I bring it up is because uh, this one season, they do pairs, right? And uh, two brothers, they go out into Vancouver Island. They get dropped off, right? Uh, one of the brothers has to hike to the location where the base camp is. And the other brother has to set up the base camp. But um, what I found interesting about this one was that one of the brothers was beginning to be lazy, Right. Because they have to hunt. They have to find their own food. They have to literally okay. survive out there. Yeah. Build a shelter, put fire out. Gotcha. And, and you can imagine it gets taxing. Like it gets lonely. It gets exhausting. When you start to get low on food, winter starts to come around. They start to, you know, turn to foraging. You got to just look for food. Yeah. Right. And uh, they're walking up and down the beach, rocky beaches in, on Vancouver Island. They're walking up and down the beaches. And one of the brothers just frustrated, man. They, it feels like they done picked all the um, limpets out of there. They done picked up everything that they can pick up. And the brother decides, I'm just going to sit on my butt and I'm going to wait till it's done because I'm going to conserve my energy. You got to outlast the other contestants on the show okay. and you can win 500K. So it seems like a good idea to just sit there and conserve your energy. If, you, if you're not clearly finding anything, uh, it seems like a good idea to sit there. But yeah. this brother, the other brother, decides to keep going. And as he's searching for the food, he, turn, he kicks over a rock. And he notices that there was a fish underneath the rock. And they hadn't seen that. That hadn't actually happened. So that brother tells the other brother, yo, let's, let's start turning over rocks so that we can find more food. But the brother's feeling lazy. He's not wanting to do it. And so he decides not to do it. He decides not to start turning over rocks. Okay. But as the other brother starts turning over rocks, every so often he turns over a rock and finds like a school of fish. These fish oh, that wow. then become their main form of sustenance. Right? That's crazy. Crazy. Like, I never knew you could find fish on the rock, first of all. Second of all, if he had never turned over that rock, he would have never found food. Mm, right? I see where you're going there. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Leaving no stone unturned. Leave no stone unturned. I like that. Yeah. If he, if he wouldn't have put his effort into doing that and taken the risk, because it was a risk. He's risking his calories, his energy to go over there and start turning over rocks. And sometimes he didn't find anything, but other times he would find food. 
And because that brother was persistent and insisted on turning over these rocks and spending the energy and the time to leave no stone unturned, they were actually able to survive and win the competition. Oh, wow. That's, that's saying something. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you're trying to say right now. That's, <laughs> that's saying something. But but let, let's get into this odd talk episode in a little bit. I and I, I, see, think, I, I think I see where you're going. Yeah, who knows? Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. <laughs> It's Odd Talks. Yeah. Presented by Odd Blue Roses. I'm one of your hosts, Ramis. And I go by Teddy B. There's nowhere else in the world we would rather be right now. Than here with you, of course. <laughs> and with you, Teddy. I ain't gonna lie. Nobody <laughs> else I would rather do this with than you, Teddy, for real. And we've been tested and everything, and that's why we're yeah. all good to go. That, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why it is COVID season. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. We family, it works like that. Yes. We represent our Blue Roses. Yes, yes. More to come. There's many more members of our family, many more members of this collective. Right, all right. Let's get cracking. Maybe we tell them a little bit about what Odd Talks is going to be about since this is the first episode. I think that makes sense. <laughs> it's a good idea, right? That's a good idea. <laughs> jump right into it. It just so happens that today's topic, it, it falls well in line, and, and that was intentional. It, it didn't just so happen. It was uh, actually very intentional. Odd Talks is um, a podcast we decided to create because we realized that there's a lot of awkward, tough but intentional conversations that must be had. Absolutely. And, and a lot of times we don't have them for, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why we don't have these awkward conversations. Yep. Right? So on this podcast, our intention is to curate some topics and uh, sometimes bring people to interview, but topics that, that will help us grow as individuals, you mm-hmm. know, help us grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally, really just bring out the best in us definitely yeah uh, yeah i think it's like to sharpen sharpen yourself and each other um and i think honestly just the podcast itself is is like you were saying earlier it this is new to a lot of people who are watching this now for the first time or yeah. some of our friends may have not necessarily watched us do this in a podcast format but it's been so many times that we've had so many great conversations and we're like, man, why are we not recording this? Or True. even life itself has put us in a situation where we had to have those tough conversations. And because of it now, we're able to, you know, be where we are now. Granted, Word. we're not uh, like six figure millionaires yet, but we I feel like now we have a leg up on a yeah. lot of those people because we know exactly how to yeah, handle yeah, yeah. these things. And success is relative. So um, that doesn't mean we're not successful. I, I honestly I, I admire my brother, Teddy. I think he's a successful exactly. individual. He provides for his family. He's happy. He does what he loves to do. And uh, mm-hmm. the same goes for me. Uh, so it's it's worth it. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's conversations that, as deep thinkers, we we tend to have a lot. So we we wanted to make sure to create a platform where people can listen in on these conversations, you know, Um, whether it's talking about politics, science, money, uh, culture, uh, religion, anything really that that will help stimulate our thought process. Like, how how can we be more socially aware? How can Mm -hmm. we be more aware of ourselves, aware of others, aware of our community? That's that's the kind of platform we want to create. And we'll bring people on every so often to do that. And with the first episode, what we wanted to do was really 
introduced this idea of having the tough conversations. Yeah. Of, of not being afraid of talking to people about things that make you uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And, and I think we find, I've, I feel like I've at least found some connection to why it is that we don't like having them. One, one of my biggest um, things, which is something, to be, to be honest, I actually learned more this year. And, you know, well, not this year, in 2021, but in 2020, like this past year, I learned this. Um, I've always had like the word procrastinator, right? Like always being like waved over me. And I've, and I mean, to the point that I, ad I adopted the name itself. I'm like, yes, I am. I a am. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I just, I have horrible time management skills. It's yeah. really how I felt. Yeah, and we I, talk to ourselves like that a yeah, lot sometimes. And I realized that it wasn't necessarily that I had poor time management skills. It's just that doing some of those things that were necessary to do felt awkward to me felt weird mm. felt unpleasant so because i didn't want to do those unpleasant things i would put those things off to the side so yeah. it would even sometimes transcend into work or even at home with certain things you yeah. know certain priorities you tend to avoid them so when i realized that it's not that i am bad at that it's just that i don't like doing it i started understanding okay so well i don't it. like it but it's necessary because i would much rather take a mental health break now than to have my body make my health break take down a break. yeah exactly yeah. break down so yeah. i kind of i thought about like that and then i started looking at that in the conversation point of view like in the communication aspect it's the same exact thing it's not that we can't have the conversation it's just learning why it is that we want to avoid it and then trying to figure out the workaround for yeah. it and i think it's cultural too at the Absolutely. same time like um we're both hispanic so that's kind of our cultural background but i think it transcends just hispanic cultures i think i think it's it's prevalent in society as mm -hmm. a whole like people like to sweep things under the rug you know yeah. people like to like to really hide things that that make them uncomfortable expecting them to kind of go away and and it works sometimes it works yeah. but but i feel like it creates an, an unhealthy tension sometimes you know and, and I, I like to i think back on my family and uh i have a very communicative family a very loving family uh i was raised by women um and and they they loved me hard they you know it's not like they pulled punches but um there were certain conversations that you know we didn't have it was just like as long as he's working it out we're gonna let him work it out i don't know if it's because i'm i'm a i'm a boy and and i was raised by women yeah. but but also you know with my father like I haven't had certain conversations with my dad of things that I know, but not because he told me, but because as I've grown up as and matured, I've yeah. I've kind of realized them, and and those are just some examples. Um, and and to say the least, or not to say the least, to say the most, we have a situation like that mm -hmm. where where we didn't talk about a certain situation, yeah, for a really long time. Absolutely, and and. It led to to a misunderstanding, and and mm -hmm. I'll kind of share from my perspective, and then you yeah. can share a little bit from your perspective. Yeah. You know, we we were we were doing some some work together, and and a situation happened in which I didn't understand the full story, but but I was I was feeling hurt, mm -hmm. and I was and I was rightfully so. Yeah, and and I was and I was rightfully or not rightfully so. Mm -hmm. I was I was assuming a lot of things. Yeah. Right. I was assuming a lot of things, <laughs> a lot, a lot of things, you know, and I didn't and I didn't understand because you're my brother. 
Yeah. You know, you're my brother. And, and, and I thought, man, why, why wasn't this approached differently? Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't until we had the conversation and, and, and went through that difficult moment. Like we had to humble ourselves and mm-hmm. talk to each other that I realized that you were your perspective was not to disrespect or or dishonor our friendship and Correct. our and our bond but it was actually to protect it yeah so so while you were were holding off and and behaving a certain way to protect our friendship and our bond mm-hmm. on my side i was thinking that you were being shady or you were you yeah, were like no not at all but i understood that i understood that the way the situation looked uh, that you would feel that way. And I remember I used to write to you. I'm like, man, you know, in time you would know. But when it happened, like, in my perspective, it was like, oh, this this is not good. This is not good. What 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 is going on right now? You know, and I was like, ah, I found myself between like a rock and a hard place because I felt like if I were to let you know, then I felt like I would be dragging you in with me. And I was like, I don't want to do that to you. I don't feel like you deserve to really know that. And then mm-hmm. it also felt kind of like, man, like, you're my friend. We hold each other to a higher regard. I, I messed up in this end. And then when it all went down, you know, it was it was agreed by higher powers. Don't say anything. It yeah. doesn't matter what anybody tells you. Don't say anything. And then, though, I would say, though, to be honest, the one thing that I did pray about this whole situation was that you would be able to see this, like to see what was happening yeah. later on, that we would have that opportunity to sit down and talk. And it gave me time to really sit down and, and look at the situation from your point of view. Because I think one of the most memorable things, this is literally the last words I remember hearing from you until we kind of like met again. Mm-hmm. You're like, you still don't get it. You yeah. all, you're still seeing it from your side. And I remember that I was, as I was trying to tell you the same thing, I was like... How blind I was. I was also only seeing it from my side. And then I was like, he has a point, though. And then I was like, I want to understand his side. So I really put myself to think about it. But you have to be a, a person that is, one, like emotionally mature and also um, open enough to really yeah. understand that. Because sometimes when you see the other point of view, you may also see things that you... you necessarily don't like in yourself that are being pointed out true so you have to be like ready like okay i am peeling this open right now and i may not necessarily like what i want to see however i'm going to choose to become better from it and and again i think me and you since the beginning what we were able to establish between each other was communication so even though we didn't really speak at that moment you knew deep down inside that there had to be a reason yeah. why, because you knew how open we were. So finally, and I, I think what I knew was that we needed to talk, mm-hmm. right? And 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 that need to talk it out is something that's that's deep rooted in in individuals like ourselves, exactly, right? Like I I want to be understood, but but more than wanting to be understood, I want to understand too. Yep, you know, and and we could have lost a beautiful friendship. If mm-hmm. we would have continued to be prideful and afraid to have, because it was it was a tough conversation. Like yeah. I remember, we sat across this table and we both knew that that this conversation could turn left real quick. Yep, and we could we could do more damage to the friendship if if we didn't mm-hmm. if we weren't both on the same page. Which which I think is sometimes why people avoid conversations is because you know you don't know how the next person is going to react and, and, yeah. and you don't want to be in this situation where 
it's it's up in the air you know we like mm-hmm. to control things yeah you know and 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 that was scary but thankfully we had the conversation and and it wasn't until we we sat down put ourselves in an uncomfortable position that we realized we had the best intentions for each other mm-hmm. but we didn't understand yeah and imagine imagine if we would have avoided the tough conversation yeah and, and i even look at it but in a way, it's like I, I don't have regrets per se like, yeah. in life. I really don't. I re, I'd be honest to tell you, all the mistakes I have made, I'm like, hey, you know what? Looking at it now, how everything is, I'm even scared to say this phrase anymore, but hindsight is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> which, don't think any of us want to look back on 2020 which, in clarity. <laughs> by the way, you know what's funny, though? By the way, my dad joked around in the beginning of the year of 2020 that 2020 was going to be the year of perfect vision. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think and everybody was talking like that. Yeah, but I just I I jokingly told my dad I'm like, man, you're gonna jinx the year for us. Like, shut up. You know, like just joking <laughs> around. And and he told me like at the end of the year, man, I should have never said anything. And I was like, you know what, dad? I think you were right. 2020 did really perfect our vision. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. made us see everything clear. Yeah. Um, so I, and that's where yeah, that, so and that's where we that. that's where we came yeah, yeah, yeah. back together. And like in yeah. that 2020, we had that conversation because it was. It time would tell, obviously, but time mm-hmm. kind of made it happen for yeah. us. But speaking about conversations that aren't had, right? Uh, and since we're talking about 2020, I I look at 2020 um, as the year that forced us to have tough conversations. Man, mm-hmm. with everything that happened with the Black Lives Matter protests, the the tragic, tragic deaths, the the injustice that was happening america had forgotten about the race conversation it's almost like we had Mm -hmm. swept it under the rug and because of that tension was boiling it never it never vanished that conversation wasn't being had but yeah it was just put a a, oh aside for another time for another time hoping hoping that time oh let, let maybe it'll go away but our people perish for lack of knowledge and the less we have that had that conversation the more and more people began to be entitled and self-righteous and 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 whether it was white privilege or or even sad to say the the oppression uh, that that minorities have put upon themselves because of the lack of representation the lack of yeah. having that conversation with their peers right there's a lot of people that that were blind to to how serious the race issue and how deep rooted the race issue yeah. is in America that had it not been for what happened in 2020, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. And, and maybe we wouldn't even see the changes that were constant that we're, you know, now currently seeing yeah, yeah. as well. Like, I mean, I will hope that that would bring some, some light to, to us. Right. Absolutely. But I, I definitely think that in 2020, right. Some people say like, 2020 is a year I'm going to get everything I want, but I think 2020 taught me to um, appreciate everything that I already have. Wow. And I think that Amen. that kind of opens up Amen. Um, the room for you to have better years later. But um, yeah, 2020 cleared my vision yeah. up. And and I think like you were saying, and that, that's probably going to be something we touch up more later, but it, you have to have tough convos, but you're going to have to have the toughest convo that you need to have. Yeah. But before that, I actually wanted to, to share some things that I actually was looking at. I was reading an article okay. and it was talking about reasons why people avoid conversations tough conversations but it wasn't just 
on a like general relationship level, but also like even in a professional level. Okay. Right? How sometimes some supervisors may not yeah. share things. But I mean, sometimes I avoid telling the waiter about my food because I don't want them to spit in my food. You, you know, got a point. So I avoid and, that conversation. And then with that, right? Sometimes that's that's like somebody would say, "Oh, well, you know what?" In that point, that conversation is better not being said. Hey, I feel like there's always. Or the right, a right way to have the conversation. Like the right approach. Yeah, yeah. There, there has to be a right approach. But you also, again, you have to be very like mindful. So that's yeah, what you yeah. have to be very open minded and um, very open to yeah, timing is everything. Yeah, and, and, and even disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I mean, nice think about it. If it's the restaurant you like to go to, you got to find a way to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then you, you're doing a disservice to that establishment. And I think that's something that that we take for granted is, is the power of our feedback, the power of yeah. our opinion, right? And, yeah. and, and if we care about each other, we have a responsibility to give that tough feedback, to give that, that um, to have that conversation that we know may, may break the friendship, may break the relationship. But if I care enough about you, I, I, I got to do it. Exactly. And, and, and that was a that was something I was even thinking today on the way here. It was that that very point of understanding that one, we we do have a moral duty to help each other out. And, and at least with me, that's my like leading motivation every day. Like whenever I speak to someone, I want to be able to know that I was helpful to them in one way or another. I was yeah. able to not necessarily teach them something, but at least help them learn something, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And sometimes I, I had to learn that sometimes in order for me to be able to help this person, I needed to actually separate myself from them, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's like there's people that I will sit with and have conversations and, and share, you know, advice with and you know, mm -hmm. and I literally see them looking at me and like in my mind, I'm like, this person is not listening mm -hmm. to me. But I know that if I were to stop and base it on what they're giving me, then I feel like I'm not really necessarily being yeah. as genuine or doing my service on earth. So I I have say that to say this. I've had multiple conversations, let's say with one person. They're not necessarily getting it. So guess what? Now, hey, you know what? Um, I've you know, I've been having a lot of conversations with you about this. I see that. Um, either you don't want to or you don't know how to take this approach. And as much as I want to continue to help you, it, it's hurting me now to be able mm -hmm. to do this. So I want to wish you the best, but I'm going to have to go ahead mm -hmm. and, you know, part my ways. You but know? See, that's clarity, though, what you're saying, because um, one of the things I, I, I try to tell people all the time is um, don't blame someone for not understanding you if you haven't taken the time to explain yourself. Exactly. Like, I, I can't be mad at you if I don't take the time to have the conversation with you and tell you what I do and don't like. I can't be mad at you for, for continuing in a behavior that I don't like because yeah. I haven't taken the time to sit there with you. Like, imagine, I can only imagine what it's like to be in a relationship um, with a significant other and something really bothers you, but you're so afraid of losing that person that you don't tell them that that bothers you. Like, yeah. what, what kind of prison are you in? Exactly, but if you don't tell, if telling them is going to lose them, then... You know, and I guess, but a lot of us don't realize it. But you know what I also learned from that too is, and it's from doing a lot of like research about relationships and stuff due to like my job. That also goes back to the approach and how you say it. Mm. Because you may be scared to tell me how you feel, but the way you express it is just sounds so vindictive. So yeah, let's yeah, say, yeah, yeah. 
for example, if like dating back to something like that, that you can like relate to, if I book a studio session and didn't tell you, but because it had a different purpose and mm -hmm, then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, you're doing stuff that that's not right. You're booking stuff. You're supposed to be working with me. You're mm -hmm. not doing right. And then I'm going to be like, yo, look at this man. Like, you know what I'm saying? You blame me. And then all of a sudden I'm not necessarily listening to the fact that you didn't like that I booked it or trying to realize why I'm thinking like, oh man. If you're saying you, 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 you every time you're talking, I'm thinking you want to point out flaws in me. So I'm just yeah, going to yeah. openly just point them back out. And yeah, the conversation yeah, yeah. went nowhere. But what I like about you is when you were like, hey, man, when I text you and ask you this and then you went, I felt this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it didn't. Now you were able to tell me how you felt, but you were able to explain to me how did it look like on both spectrums. Word, word. So then now I'm like. Oh, I get that now. I'm sorry. You know, so yeah, yeah. a lot of us avoid our conversations because we're kind of scared to use the I statement. Yeah. So maybe we don't want them to know how we really feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. we are like, hey, man, you're an a-hole, bro. Yeah, but that's powerful, too, what you just said, because um, you don't have to be wrong to apologize. You don't have to be wrong to understand another person's feelings. Yeah. You know, like we don't. We sometimes we feel like, oh, no, I got to hold on to my pride. But but what's worth it more to you? Your, your pride exactly. or or the relationship, the friendship, the, the business relationship? Like mm -hmm. what, what's worth it more to you? Right. Because obviously we're not the, what we're going to be talking about in these podcasts and what we're talking about right now um, is, is about not being in toxic relationships, is yeah. not being in toxic situations. Yeah. So so absolutely we have to be able to express ourselves but we also have to be able to listen yeah. and, and prepare ourselves for, for hearing those truths that we don't want to hear, maybe. Yeah. You know, and, and, and being able to humble ourselves. But, Teddy, let's get into uh, why is it that people don't, why, why do people okay. avoid the tough conversations? So, I'll give you the, the abridged Teddy B version, right? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, um, it was six different points. One of them was, imprints of your past so maybe you had a bad experience in the past um with something similar or a similar situation and then now that stuck to you but those that story that moment that reaction only comes up when you're in those tough moments okay so for example what the way that i looked at it was what a lot of us consider like generational curses sometimes okay. so because like you were saying like in the latino culture a lot of us do tend to sweep things under the rug um a lot of times what happens is since those conversations are not being had that trauma is not being dealt with that stress is not being poured out we turn to a lot of unhealthy coping mm. mechanisms mm -hmm. and then those get passed down you know that like say less generation. mentality that that don't 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 say how you really feel exactly mentality exactly. so you know you drown it in different ways yeah, so yeah, yeah that's why a lot of us sometimes we end up turning into like our parents in the parts that we don't want to but it's because a lot of times we are scared to deal with that imprint of the past mm -hmm. you know I, I can relate i can mm -hmm. definitely relate to that one because i feel like um for a long time uh you know I've had different male figures in my life. I think that's a, a reoccurring theme in my life is really searching for male um, examples and, yeah. and really just people that could pour into me. I've always I've always desired that. Right. My, my, my dad wasn't around uh, all the time. I mean, 
kind of very little in my formative years. He, he, he wasn't there. So I was always looking for men to either affirm me or, or show me what it's like to be a man. Like no, mm-hmm. nobody ever sh- taught me how to shave. Ergo, I don't shave. I never put a, fa- <laughs> a razor to my, my face. Um, but one of the things you, you mentioned in like, I struggled for a long time because most of the Hispanic males that I had around me, they would never tell me what was wrong. They would just treat me like something was wrong. And they wouldn't necessarily have those tough conversations with me. They would just kind of leave me to my own devices to figure them out. And I'm not too sure how I feel about that today because I've learned to appreciate it because it let me come to my own conclusions. It let Mm -hmm. me really kind of figure it out. And I kind of, I appreciate what I've learned from that silence. But at the same time, it it caused a lot of pain. And it it left that imprint of like, you know what? I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to I'm not going to keep I'm not going to keep it moving because that's how I was taught. I, was, I nobody told me. Exactly. You know? And and then we end up sometimes not even knowing or even sometimes we try to I don't know if this ever happened to you. You're driving and you see a pothole and you're trying to avoid the pothole. But then by trying to avoid it, you actually drive more <laughs> into the direction that you should have. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times we try so hard to avoid becoming that, that we don't realize that we're blindly going there, but just in a different direction. Yeah. Shoot. Right? I fell right into that. I, I, I always said, I don't want to be nothing like my father. I don't want. And, and mind you, I feel like I'm talking about about my dad. My dad is an amazing man. He He's he did the best that he could. Disclaimer, right? Yeah, disclaimer, disclaimer. He did the best that he could with what he had. We, we all maturing and growing up. Uh, but there were behaviors of his that I didn't want to mm-hmm. have. There were things that he did that I didn't want to do. And I said so much, I, I don't want to be like him. I don't want to be like him. And I ended up doing a lot of the same things that yeah. he did. Because we, we, we're realizing that even though we're trying to avoid it, we're still so fixated on that actual yeah. um, like image. So it does take us that way. But... The good thing is that at least with us, we were able to find a healthy coping mechanism that kind of kept us in there. Um, Another. So the other, well, another point or another reason why people avoid tough conversations um, is vulnerability, right? Because the confrontation sometimes leaves you vulnerable or you're like, you know what? Having to constantly have to explain myself with this person or to, to, prove my point constantly with this person is going to leave me too tired or I'm going to run out of ways to to do it so I would much rather take the load of the road of less resistance and then not have that conversation because either a I don't want to look weak or I don't want to end up being weak and it is true sometimes you speak to some people who their energy is not necessarily like lined up in the right place and they come to you only in those moments yeah. and I don't know if it's happened to you but I've had people that I talk to and after I'm done talking to them I'm like exhausted like i want to take a nap like i want to say hey okay google good night and start my night routine you know it's like man i'm tired and it's because those people are really feeding off of that energy so recognizing that sometimes how to approach that and vulnerability it's i was gonna say it earlier when you said the imprint part and and i'm glad i didn't say it but um it's also this fear of people using what you say against you Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's hard to be vulnerable um and, and when you put yourself in a vulnerable position, if someone has used what you've said against you in the past, that's going to deter you from being vulnerable ever again. Exactly. And tough conversations require you to be vulnerable. Require, Like we said earlier, it requires for you to say, yo, I felt this way. 
right? And mm-hmm. and again, going back culturally, like we we've grown up in a culture where you got to be strong. Men men are supposed yeah. to be, you know, like stand up tall, yeah. say it with your chest and hold your head up high. Like don't tell nobody that 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 your feelings were hurt. Mm-hmm. Because then they know how to hurt your feelings again. Yeah. Then they know how to use it against and you. That's what I was going to tell you. That that was another thing that I kind of grew up knowing. That they would tell me too is uh, knowledge is power. The more they know about you, the more power that they can have over you. So it's kind of like keep everything to the vest. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. nobody. You yeah. know, close to the vest. Don't tell nobody what you're doing next. And, and in a way, yeah, that does work in a lot of things. But it's like, man, I wish we really knew exactly what yeah. at what point you were telling me to keep it yeah. and not keep it. But I, I realized that they just didn't know either. So they were just exactly. dealing with it. And then... I mean, that's why we're having this conversation, yeah. these odd talks right now. There's and they let us do that so that we can figure it out. Yeah. And then now we realize, okay, cool. Even though, yes, I look like my father and, you know, I sound like my father and I may do some of the things he did. Now I realize that, okay, why do I do this? Because yeah. that was the whole point. Like, I want to talk about these six points because to me, these are what I, what I like to call know to grow. Okay, points, okay. Right? So I, I want to know yeah, If you why, don't know, you can't grow? Yeah. Why is it that I avoid it now? How am I going to grow? How am I going to adapt and, so, like, and go thing, through it? I realized, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, okay, I get it. You know, this, my grandfather used to do this. And then my dad and all my uncles do this. Okay, mm. now I understand why I do it. Because instead of having this conversation back in 1967, right? <laughs> Joking around. No, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, seriously, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Then that moment turned into this, and then that created this negative habit. And life was a lot harder back then, so you had to be a lot harder. Like, you yeah. couldn't really be vulnerable like we can nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it not only was it not socially acceptable, but it was it was a risk to your life. You know what I mean? Like, it was a lot harder life. Like, I, I don't got no calluses on my hands. You know what I mean? Like, nope. I, I don't, I ain't got to do all that. You I know, I, I play shoes. with the pen. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, I got, I got shoes galore, shirts galore. Back in the day, they only had one pair of shoes, two pairs of shirts. And, and it was a hard life. So it was harder to be vulnerable. True. But, but here we go again now talking about this. Without vulnerability, there can be no intimacy. That is true. If Absolutely you if true. you're not vulnerable, you cannot be intimate. Like, how can you be intimate with somebody who doesn't know your weaknesses, who doesn't yeah. know what what makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside? True. You know, I, I'm so grateful I was raised by women because same here though. Yeah, I grew up. Yeah. You know, knowing like, man, talk about your feelings, like express yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, so I, I cry a little bit too much now in movies and I'm a little oversensitive per se at say times, too much, but yeah. you know, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I learned too that invulnerability is where your strength actually really lies. Yeah. Because like if, for example, like you say right now, like the crying point, if I'm going to watch a movie and the movie is a tearjerker. I'm not going to hold the tear back. I'm really not. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let it out. And if you tell me, hey, man, like, you're crying? Like, you this big, you know, you big, burly, yeah. you know, bearded guy. Yeah, dude, like, it made me cry. Like, I cried. <laughs> it was but real. I was able to show you, hey, yes, I was able to be weak enough to succumb to the moment and let my emotions yeah. show. But don't get it twisted, though. <laughs> you know? If it's going down. I, I, know how, I know how to, like, flip the switch, but it's just mm. it's learning how to do that, learning how to be vulnerable in those moments because um, I found that when you're in those weakest moments is where you actually get to see how strong you really actually yeah. are. Like, even when, when you say, hey, you know what? Whether, it, whether it's God or the universe how, or however it is that you set forth your intentions, if you say, I want to... 
I want to work on my people skills. Mm-hmm. I don't want to argue with people anymore. I don't want to start feeding into all the disrespect that people give me. Yeah. You're probably expecting to wake up the next morning and seeing everybody. Hello, good morning. How are you? You look lovely today. No, man. As soon as you come out the house, somebody's gonna first be thing flicking you off and yeah. throwing, throwing <laughs> a banana peel at you or something, right? Because then that moment that you're like, mm, I'm not gonna do that, is when you realize that what you were asking for was inside you all along. Yeah. You just needed to have a moment to express to, it into, to yeah. make you come head first to it, right? Yeah. Which leads me to my next point: lack of time. Right. A lot of us tend to keep busy to avoid having the conversations. Right. Mm. Or also, um, you know, it, it's like I would say the way I would buying gifts for your significant other instead of saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Or, instead of or saying being, you were wrong. Having that purpose, that purpose behind the gift, too, is not yeah, buying yeah. it just to buy. But I even I would even consider it like imagine having a car and the car is doing a knocking noise. Okay. And then you're like, ah, I don't know what that is. I'll, I'll deal with it later. I don't have time. I don't have time. And then two weeks later, now you got to go in and work, got to get your car worked on. But, but why are you attacking me though? No, my like, but why are, you, why are you attacking me? So like? then now, now you're at the mechanic and then you have a bill that's double what would have been had you said, okay, why is my car knocking right now? Let me see what's going on. Let me deal with this knock right now. Yeah. We tend to do the same thing. We just don't have the time. We just oh, we, don't we like make to, yeah, the time. Exactly. Really we don't is. make the time to have yeah. them. Yeah, I realize yeah. that we never have time to do anything. That's the truth. It's we easier to just time. go have a good time. It's yeah. easier to just go have a good time. And I, and I think that uh, a lot of times we suffer from that. Like there's yeah. a tough conversation that needs to be had. You know what? Never mind. Let's go on a vacation. Let's go. Let's go have some fun. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go to the casino. Let's go gamble a little bit. Let's go true. distract ourselves instead of having that tough conversation. Yeah. You know, and um, it's true. We just don't make the time. We act like we don't have the time to do it. Yep. Um, another one is self-defense, right? Um, the conversation is draining to have. Um, it's going to test you a lot. So by avoiding it, you're actually defending yourself more because you're uh-huh. not necessarily putting yourself as the, the target, right? Because if I know, for example, that the conversation I'm going to have with you is going to be a tough conversation because of something that I did that I recognize now that I was wrong for, I don't want to sit there and hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I know that it's easier for me to defend myself if we're not face-to-face or if we're not you know, like express. So maybe I'll probably text you. I'll probably be like, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? Blah, 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 you know, because it gives me time to put together my response and whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. a lot of times for self-defense purposes, we avoid having the tough conversations because True. we just don't want to. Uh, come. It's easier to justify ourselves. Yeah. It's easier to justify yourself when yeah. you don't have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it was very easy for me to justify my my anger or my disconnection from you. Like I was hurt. I was yeah. hurt with the situation that happened with us, but it was so easy for me to justify myself as long as I didn't have the conversation with you. <laughs> as long yeah, as I and didn't. And on my end, I'm like, man, I want to talk to him so I could justify myself. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, and then I also, I also knew to him because that's just an approach that, that I've taken in life with other things too, with bills, with priorities, with, you know, communication within relationships uh, as far as families or, you know, with my wife, like things like that. Like, I know that there's some things like, man, I know that this is not what I necessarily want to talk about right now. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've learned to have those conversations. Um, and sometimes we think that is easier not to. 
you know, yeah, have true. a conversation. That's one true. of the points. So speaking of, yeah. uh, w- was that all the points? No, I have I have one more, but okay. I was going to give a story and then give you the, the other point. Okay, cool. So before you get to mm-hmm. your story, um, tough conversation moment, follow us at Odd Blue Roses. Oh, yeah. And let us know what you think about our conversations. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your mm-hmm. feedback. Uh, this is definitely meant to be an engaging talk, an engaging conversation between our followers, between each other. Like we we yeah. genuinely want to move the culture forward and, and make sure that it's not a one sided conversation. So uh, that's the plug. Follow us at Odd Blue Roses. Let us know if you have any questions, any topics that you want to suggest. There's going to be a lot more to come. But uh, back at it. Yeah. So well, when I was saying easier not to have the conversations. I, I had an analogy that I was thinking of not too long ago when it comes to tough conversations or those like looking in the mirror moments, right? Uh, I compare it to having laundry, right? You may have a pile of, not even a pile of laundry, but you just have clothes in your hamper, okay. right? And you know you have to fold them or hang them or, you know, put them where they go. You have to put them away. So you grab the first piece of clothing and then now at this point, you're not absolutely sure if it's dirty or clean, you know? You have to really inspect it. And you don't want to take the time to deal with it. You know, that's tedious. That's going to take a lot of time. It's easier not to. So then what do we do? We just grab it and toss it behind us, right? And we toss it. And then we grab another piece of clothing and we're like, eh, no, nah, I don't really want to deal with this one either. I don't. We toss it. We toss it. We keep tossing clothes back, tossing clothes back. Now we're tired from going through this, you know, like, this pile of clothes that we had and we turn around, we want to lay in our bed, but guess what? We were so busy throwing all the pieces of clothing back that now we can't even lay in our bed. We can't even find Mm. rest in our life because we didn't want to do the hard work in the front end. So now the back end, we want the rest. We need the rest because we've been avoiding and it's been building up that now all we have to do is the same work that we were supposed to be doing from the beginning. Now we have to go do it backwards so you didn't have the tough conversation now you're wondering why your your significant other or your friend takes every joke you say the wrong way yeah or why why is it that things just don't go right for you yeah you know when when you could have had a conversation with a person that can open those doors for you but you you just don't want to have it why do i feel a void in our friendship because i avoided the yeah. conversations that we needed to have. Yeah, it's true. You know, like uh, Stephen Furtick says that sometimes when you get upset, you you um, you create offense because I I offended you. So <laughs> since I committed an offense, you committed an offense. Now we have a fence. A fence. And you <laughs> nice. just did that with a void. Nice. That's wordplay right why, there. Yeah. Why do you avoid me? We created a void, void because by we avoiding that was yeah, that yeah, was dope, man. So so what I would suggest is. Do the laundry in the front end. And I know my wife is probably watching this and she's like, hmm, nice to say, right? Yeah, it's easy Do the laundry in the front end now in your little podcast because you want to sound cool. But in the house, no, I'm kidding. Again, you weren't supposed to be attacking me this whole podcast because I do definitely ignore. That's why I I sent this one. (laughs) Right. But what I say that is just dealing with that, dealing with that piece of clothing at that moment, like folding it. Okay. Is this dirty? Is it clean? No. Where does this go? Is it hung up? Do I need to even have this shirt anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. like, what decade is this from? Yeah. Like, you know, just trying to figure out, because maybe that's something you don't need to have. That can get passed over. Yeah. But then now you do that, and it may take you some more time, but by the time you're done, you're going to be hella tired, yeah. but you're going to have a bed to rest yeah. in because everything goes, you put everything where it needs like to go. Like, what kind of food am I missing out on because I refuse to turn over the stones in my 
my life that are difficult to turn over. I was over. just gonna say that that's similar to me and like you know the turning saying? the stones. Yeah, like if if, yeah. if I'm if I'm just avoiding turning over the stones, like well, how much how much richness am I? What, what great intimacy am are we missing out on because we're afraid to address an offense or address an issue? Like just because we're afraid of saying I'm sorry or afraid of saying Hey, you know what? You hurt me because of X Y Z, and and you know what? It doesn't even matter if the other person understands. Just by you expressing it and allowing for that moment to exist yeah. is healing in that. Exactly. And and you can repair your friendships, your relationships, your business uh, opportunities. And obviously, this is not a business podcast because vulnerability in business can mean the end of your business. You're not supposed to tell all your secrets and stuff like that. So True. so if it's about business, take it with a grain of salt and, <laughs> and learn how to do that part for and yourself. And don't blame us. And don't blame us. If you go, don't go telling all your business secrets and then blame us. <laughs> if it works, you're welcome. If it doesn't work, we didn't tell you. It, 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 it wasn't me. But uh, and it's it's funny you say that because that fear that's like that was the last point the fear okay. is what keeps us from having a conversation we don't know how we're gonna handle the repercussions True. or we're we don't know how we're going to be viewed Word. by the other person Word. once we do say you know what like for example hey you know what the reason why I haven't actually been coming around and yeah, I've, been yeah. I've been living in my cars because I've had a cocaine addiction and yeah, I've been yeah, blowing yeah. my paycheck every week or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And then you may think that that person would be like, oh, my God, you're not, you know, but sometimes just putting it out there is like, oh, well, shoot, I, I had an addiction to this. Yeah, and now, I, exactly. oh, man, now we're closer than ever. Yeah, I was like, hey, I, I can help. Why don't you tell me that from the beginning? Yeah. Bro? You know, so it's just having those conversations, because even when I spoke with you and I was like, oh, man, you know, we could have done this a long time ago. Yeah. And then I think I think shortly after we had another conversation and then now we felt a little bit more comfortable to say, hey, you know, yeah. boom, yo, I didn't like this. But now yeah. we were able to build that up. Yeah. But had we not first had the conversation um within ourselves which i think that's that's what yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're gonna talk about the toughest conversation the toughest to conversation absolutely it's with yourself have we not had this conversation with ourselves first yeah and really put these things into perspective we probably would have never even been able to move forward and, and speak to everybody else and i i would even go on the record to say that i know that there's people even right now they, they may watch this they may not there's people that i knew in high school and college that I'm not going to lie, bro, like looking at it now, I knew I did him like dirty. I knew I wasn't yeah, yeah, the yeah. best person ever. Some things I don't remember exactly what I did, but I do remember that like I seen those people later on and I'm like, hey, how are you? And they wouldn't and acknowledge it wasn't me. Like, yeah, or yeah, I'll yeah. get on the phone with them. Hey, what's up? How you been? And they were very short. And I'm like, man, I probably did some. I was probably toxic at that moment. Yeah. And I understand that with those people, I may never be able to speak to, to repair again. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I were to ever have that opportunity to speak to them again, that's probably the first thing I'm going to say, yo, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm for what i did I, I was a different person and if you want to give me a chance now we can if not then at least i know that i learned something from yeah. that that moment yeah. and it's it's i think that's one of the biggest things is just realizing that there's always something you can get out of yeah absolutely everything absolutely. that's going on and, so and some disclaimers uh for the listeners we're not saying that the outcome of these conversations are always going to be what you want <laughs> Some of definitely these, what you need. Yeah, definitely what you need and definitely no. what is meant to be. But it's not mm -hmm. going to always be what you want. Some of these tough, difficult conversations are going to end in hurt and in pain. Mm -hmm. But through that hurt and through that pain, there's growth. Yes. And everything in life is meant to happen the specific way that it happens. It's a lot worse for you to not turn over the stone 
and not find the food than it is for you to turn over the stone. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I said that wrong. It's a lot worse for you to turn over the stone. Mm -hmm. No, it's a lot worse for you to not turn over the stone and not find food than it is for you to turn over the stone and not find food, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's like... Um, if I don't turn it over, I'll never know if there was food down there. Yeah, and then finding out later that there was food there the whole time, I was like, oh, wow, I'm so... Yeah, I'm so dumb. I should have I yeah. just give it a shot. One convo, one, once, one, this is going to sound weird, but one swallow of your pride. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, absolutely. Could, could make a, a big difference. Absolutely, big difference. absolutely. It'll take you to a whole other platform. So, and, and, and that takes us to, to this reality. Like, these are tough conversations, and it's even tougher... When you're having them with yourself. So I was going to ask you, how do you have these conversations with yourself? I, I will say, even though it sounds funny, sometimes I do talk to myself in a mirror. In like a mirror. I'll, I'll okay. snap myself in the mirror. But what is it? What is something that you turn to? What is like either like a tool or something that you use for your for that? So it's a it's a couple of things. Um, before we get into the tool, I'll say that. I'm. I'm constantly telling people it doesn't make you crazy when you talk to yourself. It really doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think so. I think that's one of the most healthy things you can do. Like when I'm in the shower, I'm constantly talking to myself. I don't I'm I'm not second guessing my decisions, but I'm always wondering why I made a decision. I'm okay. always talking to myself like what 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 is the reason I'm feeling this way? What is the reason I'm I'm going through this, right? Like what yeah. what what's what's happening inside of me? You know, because it's important for us to take personal responsibility. So, so that reality, like what can I take ownership of, is 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 one of the things that that I use to have tough conversations with myself. Like I ask I myself, what, what can I take responsibility for? Yes. But as far as tools go and and things, that's something we want to do in this podcast. So we're we're gonna have different segments every time, and and one of the segments we want to have, we don't have a name for it, and we're we're gonna use today tools for titans. That's definitely being used already um, by a, a podcaster as well. He, he wrote a book called Tools for Titans. Um, look it up, guys. It's, it's actually very, very useful. It's a podcast called that as well. But a tool that I use to, to have conversations with myself is journaling. So yes. er, early on in my spiritual walk, I would journal daily what I, what I was feeling what not only what I was feeling, but what I felt was unfair, what gotcha. I what I want, you know, and 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 it, it became sort of um not only a conversation with myself, but but a, a prayer journal as well. Gotcha. And 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 I, and I was able to that go back and look at myself and say, wow, I was asking for this, I didn't get it, and I'm so glad I didn't get it. Gotcha. I'm yeah. so glad it didn't go the way I wanted it to go, and 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 also. There's been a lot of times, uh, not only with journaling, but talking to myself that I've realized, wow, I was kind of a scumbag. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, 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 I was kind of whack. Yeah. You know? And, and, yeah. and that's a hard place to admit. Yeah. That's a hard place to admit. Now, not all conversations with yourself are bad because I believe in something called mirrorbation. Okay. Right. I'll expound on that. Please do. I think I know where you're going with this. But Mirabation <laughs> is, is, <laughs> is the art 
of looking at yourself in the mirror and boosting your ego up, boosting, telling yourself oh, I, you look good. I do that all the time. Telling okay, yourself well, you're the man. I'm a mirror baiter myself. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like mirror bait all day, people. Please do it. Try it once in your life. Look oh, in the mirror, mirror bait. Boost yourself up. You know why, though? Because if you don't have that conversation with yourself before you leave the house, you know what happens the moment you leave your house? I think the first thing that somebody tells you, that's probably what you're going to believe. Yeah. It's not good. And it's not good. You stuck. Like, let's let's be real. Like, there's a lot of hurt people out there trying to hurt you. And they're going to try to bring you down. They're going to try to bring you down. So if you don't boost yourself up to the level where they can't reach you, then it's not going to happen. It's almost like, what was the name of the book that we read earlier this year that um, it had a quote in it? It's in order to be little, ye must be little, first be little. Yeah. Um, I'm not, was that the untethered soul? No, it was right no. before oh, that. Oh, uh, uh, the prophet. The prophet. The prophet. Ever since you told me that line, it kind of stuck to me because in order to make somebody else feel little, you also have to be little. Have to too. be it's little, like, yeah. How can somebody bring you down if they're above you? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, if you are bigging yourself up, like I, I tell, uh, I, I work with a lot of youth too. So I tell them, that was literally something I said today. It's like, big yourself up every day so every nobody day. can bring you down. Like you already, I already walked out like this. Like I told them, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry if it sounds weird, but I, I tell myself that I'm beautiful, that I'm sexy. My wife's like, you're handsome. And I was like, and I'm beautiful too. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, shoot. <laughs> you know? Don't hate me because I'm beautiful. But I'm fabulous out I'm here. Beautiful. <laughs> I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I just want to let you know you're real beautiful. beautiful. But, beautiful. but it's just doing those things because that... It's like you're saying, it's keeping it real with yourself on both aspects. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely. have to keep it real myself that, yes, mm-hmm. I, I was... I can definitely improve in this area. I was definitely not right for doing this. However, what is something that I'm good at? Okay, this is something that I'm good at now. How can I change this, right? Because a lot of times we're like, oh, I messed up here, but I'm really good at this, so I'm just going to focus on this. Just stay over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you miss out. You really do miss out. So I know that you were talking about journaling. I, too, also like to do journaling, and I have two different ones. One is... um, I, I put her on a journey back and actually it was if it wasn't the end of 2017, it was definitely in 2018. But I set out that I wanted to like read the Bible from beginning to end. Okay. Not in a particular order. But just but get just through it. as I find sermons and then writing down key points of what I understand from what I read. Okay. So I have that type of journal. Okay. But I also do have another journal that I started this year right before quarantine. It was so funny. I decided to start it before quarantine and it actually helped me kind of get through it. But what I did was I didn't, it didn't have to be every day, but I picked a random days. And I remember when we were doing um, those like self-improvement workshops okay. that Monica would have us like write for like a certain amount of time without okay. stopping. Okay. So what I would do is I would pick a day and then I would have different journal entries. One of my most memorable ones was after I spoke to you, it was called Full Circle. Nice. It nice. was literally, that was what it was called. It's like coming full circle. Like when, when what you asked for or something that you've been envisioning and and hoping for and putting out there kind of comes right back around to you. Okay. But what I do is every day I would write and then in the top part of the page, I would write five affirmations about myself. Okay. Didn't matter what it was. And then from there, I would write about whatever came to my mind without stopping. Okay. So I'll, three minutes, something small, and I'll write it. And then what I'll do is later on, I can come back and read it and then start looking at, oh, man, like one of my, my very first entry I was talking about. I felt like I was going I was going through a change at my job. I was changing from positions, we were changing from leadership and I was very scared. I was extremely exposed to what my vulnerabilities were okay. and I felt like I was going to be exed out okay. because I was the weakest link how yeah, I felt. Yeah, yeah. 
However, I'm, I've been blessed enough that they were like, nah. Not you. You're just, you're not good there, but you're going to be good here. Just give it a chance. Awesome. And then I started, I remember, I remember what I was writing was like, this must have been what LeBron felt like after he lost to the Mavs. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things they were saying, oh, he, he LeBron James doesn't work on his on his post or his mid range and this and that. And then I remember, he, the I remember he he took that off season to work. You know, I think he worked. I think it was either I think it was with with Olajuwon that he worked with. But like he was down there working on his post on his mid range, and he adapted just so he can come back next year and be like, okay, no, now I got it. So I was like, man. I wanted. I was like, I want to be like LeBron. Like that time, I want to add something to mm -hmm. my arsenal and be like, man. Now I'm using it and I'm like killing with it. And and yeah. that actually ended up transcending later on. Like now, the position at my job, how I how I work. Like I have my neat my niche mm -hmm, at work. Mm -hmm. Like where before I was like, this is a beautiful thing and I know I can do good, but I don't. Yeah. Need. Now it's like, oh, you got that? Give it to Teddy. He got that. Like yeah. that's. That's so my element. actually where, where you work at, um, this is actually the tool that we wanted to offer you guys yes. and, and we'll put links and all of that stuff. So I'm gonna let you, Teddy tell you a little bit about this. So, um, so I do work with a nonprofit organization called Be Strong International. Um, they've been around Dade County for like uh, about 30 years now. And what we do is we teach, uh, it used to be youth from middle school to high school. Now we do it for everyone, parents, couples. Oh, wow. If you're in a relationship, we, we like to talk to you. Nice. And, and it's just teaching people about healthy relationships. We have put out a book called the Be Strong Lifestyle Journal, right? So what this journal does, it actually helps you start to kind of figure out what is the trauma that, that actually is keeping you from learning or what is it that makes you feel broken. And then it gives you, one, how to use the journal it tells you what to do, but every single day is already pretty much pre-filled. Um, and it just asks you, how do you feel about yourself and your life today? And then it tells you to look at different aspects, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, etc. And then it gives you different courage tools. What can you be thankful for today, right? How did you say stop today to something that you needed to set a barrier okay. for? Um, you know, who do I need to forgive, including me and why? Wow. So those kind of things. And then, like, you can go through this. Either you can do this daily or however, however you feel, however often you feel. But every chapter kind of um, talks to you a little bit more about, you know, just building yourself up and learning about these things so that you can go from being broken to being whole. So maybe if you've never journaled and you don't know what to write, this can be a good starting point for you. Or you can just do like we do. Blank page. Blank page and we go for it. Just have the tough conversation <coughs> and uh, be strong lifestyle journal. We'll make sure to put that link in our description. It is available in Amazon. Oh, okay, so it's yes. available on Amazon. So you look up <coughs> Be Strong Lifestyle Journal. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's mm -hmm. on the screen right here. I don't know if you can see that well, but um, but look for the link. Yeah, and every and time and I talk about my job, I get so choked, so choked up. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and and really, <coughs> we hope that this this little talk that Teddy and I have the the honor and blessing of, of curating for you, one of many talks. You, you really get value out of it and understand yeah. that, that it's important to have these conversations. I mean, our, our friendship has benefited from it. Our, our marriages 100%. have benefited from it. Yeah. We're, we're teaching our children that it's important to talk. You know, one of yeah. the things my son does oftentimes is he'll cover his face and he'll, he'll, like, he'll like shy away. And, and one of the things I'm trying to teach him is to, to not cover his face and to, yeah. to really express what he's feeling and a lot of times i've noticed is that he's afraid how i might react 
right? He's afraid yeah. how, how people might react to what he has to say. And, and it's important that we, we empower our children to, to push through those awkward moments, those uncomfortable moments, and, and express themselves. Have the conversation. Have the conversation. And, yeah. and, and we concluded with the most important conversations because none of your conversations will bear fruit if you're not having the tough conversations with yourself, if you're not That's looking true. in the mirror, if you're not telling yourself that you're not perfect and helping to work on yourself, we pride ourselves on striving for human excellence. We expect the best from yeah. each other and we do not accept anything less yeah, but I, the best from each other. I, and the one thing I would like, like to leave you all to you know, walk away with is one of them, it's <clears throat> what is it that you need to know to grow, mm. right? What is it that's keeping you from having those tough moments? And how can you actually approach it in a way so you can work on it? Because I'm not saying that you're not worth anything, but if you yourself don't believe that you're worth what it is that you're trying to put out there, then you can't get upset if nobody else sees that worth in you. So you got to do it yourself first. It's the most important one. You're the most important relationship you can have, right? The most important relationship you can have is with yourself. Yeah. It starts with, from within and from there, you get to the point that you're so unbothered by what anybody else does because you know and you understand yeah. yourself. So And you're you confident know? enough to have the tough conversations. You, yeah. you can bypass these six fears, which actually, Teddy, let's... Um, yeah, go. Go look at them again. Six, one, six reasons why. And uh, right. you need to know these to grow. So don't let the imprints of your past keep you from living in the present and having these tough conversations <clears throat> in the present. Yeah. Don't let those bad experiences stick with you and rob you of the great experiences you can have. Yep. Be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. Be vulnerable and have those conversations because your relationships will be a lot richer and you'll you'll have intimacy on a whole nother level. And intimacy is not a sexual thing. It is a relational thing. It Absolutely. is a life thing. Yeah. So you need to be vulnerable so that you can have that intimacy with the, the relationships you have in your life. Make the time. Make the time. Don't let a lack of time keep you from having tough conversations. Yep. Stop being so self self defensive. That's you know not, what's that's funny a word. That I that um we did, there was this was from 20, 2016 17 but I'm sure the numbers are still somewhere around it. There was a study done and they actually found that teenagers uh a, a little more than 50% of teenagers actually wanted their parents to have the talk with them. Wow. But like they didn't know how to ask their parents and their parents didn't know how to tell them. The parents avoided so, the awkward conversation. So they learned it like from another way and oh my like, goodness. man, I wish I would have actually how sat unhealthy. down because um, what a lot of us fail to realize is that we get our relationship, uh, like our romantic relationships, the way that we are in romantic relationships, we get it from how we see our parents. Being. Absolutely. Yeah. But then yeah. it's like, imagine I'm seeing my parents being this way, but I don't know why or how why they got they're being there. that way. Yep. So yep. then now, I'm, you know, you're so. forced to <clears throat> fill in the gaps. But that's because of the time. So that was another thing. Oh, I don't have the time to make it. The kids are asking mm -hmm. you to it. Like, you be amazed. The person that you're probably trying to avoid having a conversation with is dying and yeah. waiting for you to actually and started. because because it's easier not to yeah. right because that's one of the reasons they don't have it because it's easier not to have the conversation don't take the easy way out and, and nothing worth having in life is easy and it's not easier because all it's doing is just creating a bigger deferring it you're deferring it and yep. then you're create it's like deferring like a, uh, that's a big word for me student loans right yeah, you student, defer yeah. them for Ooh. a year but then when you pick back up they're like yeah so stop you're still attacking like, me teddy stop me too, it but me too. stop it <laughs> Stop it. I'm fighting with God the man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
fear is not how you make decisions. Yeah. Fear has no place in your life. Stop being afraid to have the tough conversations in your life. Fear will rob you of the beauty that life has to offer you. Don't let fear rob you. Mm-hmm. Operate in the truth. Speak your truth. Listen to others. Have grace for others. That's something we didn't get a chance to say, but save space for others. Give them space to grow. Yeah. We all have trauma. We all have issues. Have the conversation. Seek to understand. Listen to understand and not to respond. Yeah. Do not be afraid of having these conversations. Most importantly, talk to yourself in the mirror. Mirror bait. Make it happen. This is Odd Talks, ladies and gentlemen. We are so excited to be here with you. We're excited to host this. My name is Ramis. And I am Teddy B. Yes. And, and I wish you love and lots of peace. Pero sobre todo, mucho. Mucho, mucho amor. amor. Shout out to Walter. <laughs> ya tu sabes. Odd Talks. Woo! Teddy, this was amazing. Yeah, I want to do the news, the newscasting on the Oh, the with the yeah, yeah. music up. <laughs> For those of you not watching this, we're shadow talking in the background like the news. My bad, I forgot people listen to us too. I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm the kind of person that if I'm if we're on the phone, I'm like, okay, we're gonna pray. Close your eyes. You're like, wait, I'm driving. My bad. Uh, oops, oops. <laughs> there it is, man. Odd talks, ladies and gentlemen. Episode one. In the books, baby. We out. <laughs>